Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Hi everyone, good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever you may be. This is another episode of Socialize TV. Today's episode is actually going to be two story times told in one segment. They are going to be stories about the times where I had a positive experience having a one-night stand and a negative experience having a one-night stand. Now, the reason I feel it's important to share these stories is because, for one thing, it is possible to have a positive experience, even though it was a one-night stand. I don't really want to, you know, make people feel like one-night stands can be such a negative and bad thing. At the end of the day, people are going to choose to be intimate with whoever they want to be intimate with. That's not something that I can control. It's just that I want to prove a point how really it all depends on who you're dealing with that is going to make or break a situation to help you determine whether it was really inherently bad or not. At the end of the day, when you are intimate with someone, it is an exchange of energy. How you are as a person and how other people are as individuals manifest themselves spiritually. And when you are intimate with someone, those are two energies coming together as one. So you leave yourself vulnerable to be exposed to the other person's energy as well as them being exposed to yours. And so it is a really important thing to be mindful of who you lay down with. You know, sometimes you may think that a person is one way or they are one type of person, but it turns out there's something else. And it's like, by the time you realize it, it's already way too late. And so, I don't 
feel that one night stands are inherently bad things it's just that I don't recommend people to engage in the behavior as their primary means of intimacy so if that wasn't something that was already clear before that's something that I want to just have a disclaimer about right now before I get into the story times I'll start off with a time it was a bad experience simply because it's the shortest story and it's one that was pretty memorable and really strange but I've had some time to really think about it and I think I figured out why it went the way that it did. So this happened I want to say around October like how it is now in 2019 but this happened 2016 I believe I want yeah I want to say this happened in 2016 I don't remember this guy's name so he'll remain nameless in this story but um I met him when I was at the club per usual I believe it was a Friday and I had no idea he was at the bar I didn't see him walking around or socializing with people or anything like that so he totally wasn't on my radar in any way shape or form and I actually was going outside to get some fresh air and that was when we made eye contact with each other this was a foreign guy. I want to say he was Middle Eastern. I can't really tell you what country specifically he was from. He could have been Iraqi or uh, Turkish, maybe something like that. I don't really know. I'm quite sure he told me, but I forgot. But in any case, he approached me very respectfully. He introduced himself and he wanted to engage in some conversation. Now I was bored, really didn't have anything else better to do, so I didn't think it to be an issue. We went to another bar and we got drinks and we were having a really good conversation. He was really interesting. And you know, we were just talking about really general things. He had just recently moved to Baltimore and he, I forgot what state he was coming from, but he was a doctor, well, a radiologist to be exact. And he had just moved to Baltimore and, you know, he was really excited about starting his new job and everything was for the most part going smoothly for him and he lived in a really really nice neighborhood that wasn't too far away from where the bar was and as a matter of fact because I was familiar with the area I knew exactly where he lived at and I was like wow like you must make pretty good money to live over there I heard it's quite expensive and you know he brushed it off as something that was really nonchalant and said yeah I mean it was expensive but it's not like I had to pay to move 
um, every all of his expenses were paid for some kind of way and you know he was just in a process of still basically getting settled he had only been in the city for about a month and you know he was trying to get to know people and get out and meet women and all this other kind of thing so it sounded like he was trying to do a whole lot at one time even though he had literally just moved up here and so i i was like okay you know this is a really smart guy he has a good job now i wasn't romantically interested in him at all he wasn't my type in any kind of way but you know i just figured that it was just somebody that you know would make good conversation and maybe we could be friends but the romantic interest just wasn't there and i don't know how he felt about me maybe he felt the same i don't know but it's a little off-putting when you are a guy you just openly admit that you've been going on dates with a lot of random girls for the past like month and you know you haven't gotten anywhere so i don't know now if he's expected to get somewhere with me or not i have no idea but he said all this out his own mouth that i didn't even prompt him to say but i was just listening to the whole thing so he asked me if i wanted to come back to his place and have some conversation now generally speaking when someone invites you over to their place and it's late at night usually in a scenario like this where the two of you have been out at the club and you have been drinking and things like that usually that is a code for i want you to come over so we can have sex that's usually what that means very rarely does it literally mean i want to come over and have conversation and so I didn't know if we were going to have sex or not or if he really did want to just talk. I had no idea. I mean, I just met him, what, 40 minutes ago at this point. And so I was like, whatever, I'm bored. I don't have anything else better to do. I know that's a really like horrible attitude to have, but I'm just being honest. Like that's just how I felt about it at the time. And so we get to his place we actually walked there because it really wasn't far and he didn't really have a lot going on in his apartment you could tell that you know he had just moved in or whatever have you and he tried to make me very comfortable set the mood dim the lights play some soft music and all of that kind of thing and we do proceed to be intimate we did use protection, he used a condom. All of that turned out well and fine and dandy. But the thing about it was that by the time we actually started having intercourse, he had already orgasmed and it had only been like two minutes. And I really haven't had a chance to really get into it yet. And so, when he when he climaxed he felt a little embarrassed and immediately like rushed to the bathroom to like clean himself up and i was just like really confused like is it really over already that fast and 
I believe that was a time where that was the first time I experienced being with a guy who really didn't have good stamina. And I just was thinking to myself, this was such a waste of time. Like, I would have rather have not even tried to go there at all. Like, it would have just been so much better if he didn't go there. But he, he apologized to me. And I really honestly didn't know what to say. I couldn't laugh it off. I couldn't shake the awkwardness. Like, I, I was just more frustrated than anything else. And I didn't enjoy that whatsoever. And so, I just asked him to take me home at that point. And so, he drove me home. But what got me was... When he, I guess, realized where I lived at or had an interpretation about what area I lived in, he began to get kind of anxious. And basically, he was trying to figure out why I lived in such a bad neighborhood. And I was like what do you mean why why do i live in a neighborhood like this you say it as if it's a choice and he was like well i've just heard so many things about baltimore and blah 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 and he was like you just don't seem like that type of person and i'm like what do you mean that type of person i wasn't really sure what he was trying to get at he wasn't being very specific at all and i was like are you trying to say that you were surprised that I wasn't a ghetto girl because this is the area that I live in. And so now you're trying to judge me about where I live. Like, are we being serious right now? And when I called him out on it, you know, he tried to now defend himself and try to justify it. And I was like, listen, if you felt like there was going to be some kind of issue with meeting me, it's like, we didn't even have to have conversation at all. You were the one who invited me to your place and hadn't even met me for an entire hour. So if you felt some kind of way, you shouldn't have been comfortable doing that. It's like, don't try to butter me up and make it seem like, oh, I'm just so incredibly beautiful that you couldn't help yourself. I'm not trying to hear that. Apparently, you've been doing this a lot quite often. He didn't have anything to say. And so I was like, apparently Baltimore must not be that bad for you to take a job up here. Why didn't you take the job where you was at? Again, no explanation. I got out of the car. That was the end of that. I don't even think we exchanged numbers to be exact. But I was like, how dare you? You know, that was a classic case of judging a book by its cover. And again, I'm like, if you really felt that way, then why did you ask me to come back to your place? Which would therefore let me know where you lived at if that's how you honestly felt. I didn't appreciate that. I really didn't. And it's like, none of that had to do with anything. And so I'm just like, sometimes what I stance can be bad experiences simply because a person just is not physically fit enough 
for sex or is it going to meet your sexual needs and desires, don't have the stamina, all kinds of whatever. Then it simply could be a bad experience just because of the kind of person that they might be and you just get like turned off after the fact, like how I was. So all of those things have potential to happen. A lot of crazy things can happen and could have make, made the situation a lot worse than what it was. I've heard some very crazy stories from some of my friends and so what happened to me really wasn't that bad but still I just was all the way turned off and you know I say to you too be be mindful of what a person willingly tells you because at some point it is a potential for a red flag to arise but it's just up to you to really be listening and paying attention and be like okay I don't think I want to deal with this person now that I know this information because they said X, Y, and Z. So that falls back on you. I I really shouldn't have went over there for so many reasons. I should have just went home. That shouldn't have even happened. And so that was my bad. You know, I, I take a loss for that. It is what it is. But, um... Yeah, sometimes these things can go wrong. Um, I implore you to always be safe. Know your surroundings. If you're hesitant about anything, just simply don't engage. Don't go to the person's place. Don't let them isolate you. If you feel uncomfortable or if you feel like it isn't a good idea, just don't do it. You know, you would be better off meeting somebody different and still having on one night stand with them, but at least they will be a person a little more trustworthy. So you'll have plenty of opportunities to meet people if you just simply want to have sex. Like that's not even the hard part. The hard part is, you know, filling them out and trying to figure out if they're safe enough for you to be alone with. That's really the main thing. But listen to your gut. In, in that type of situation because it can really help you dodge a bullet that you won't even realize. So that's the first story. The second story was when I had a very positive experience. Now this happened, I want to say 2017. Maybe in September, maybe late September. Yeah, it was definitely before Halloween. So, I, yeah, I want to say it was like late September. I don't remember this guy's name either. But I do remember that he was from Colorado. So, I guess we'll just call him that. So, I was at the club. It was a Friday. It was a Friday. And I was having a really, really good time. Everything was just kind of like the usual or whatever. And there was this guy that was catching my eye, not because he was attractive per se, but because he just seemed to be like the oddball in the crowd. He had on a hoodie and he had the hood on top of his head and it was pretty warm 
in the club it was pretty warm for it to have been that time of year because it was like fall around this time and so i'm like he has to be really really hot in that hoodie because i don't even know why he has it on no one else in the club had it on had a hoodie on so i'm just like this is really strange and he wasn't too far away from me and so when i see things like that it automatically puts me on edge it automatically you know puts me on guard just so that i can be prepared for whatever happens so i keep my eye on him even though i'm dancing and enjoying myself i'm still watching his every move so eventually later that night he takes the hoodie off and i get to see what he looks like and this is a pretty tall white guy he was about 6'2". He was blonde. He had brown eyes. He was relatively attractive. And he came over to me. He asked me for my name. He asked me for a dance. And so I was like, okay. And so we started to dance with each other. And we were having a good time. So eventually we sat down. When I was tired and I wanted to rest my feet. And... We were getting along. He was really, really funny. And he was making me laugh a lot. And so, he was having some small talk with me. He told me that he was actually in town for the weekend up until Sunday because he's on a business trip. Apparently, he's like some type of a technical... Uh, he has some type of technical position of some sort where he needed to be part of this production that was going on. Apparently, it was some kind of convention, and that was why he was there. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, where are you originally from? Like, where do you call home? He was like, I'm actually from Colorado. I was like, wow, that's kind of far and random for you to be here in Maryland, of all places. And he was like, I know, but with the nature of my job, I move around a lot anyway. So I was like, okay. So I, you know, I was liking the guy or whatever have you. And he was like, well, what are you doing later? I said, well, I'm probably going to go home. He was like, well, why don't you come over to my hotel? I'm not doing anything you know, why, why don't you, we just chill? And so I'm just like, here we go again with this just chill stuff. And here I go again saying I'm bored and I don't have anything else better to do, so why not? But here's where it gets crazy. Because I didn't drive, I happened to ask him, I said, okay, what hotel are you staying at? Because usually when people are in town for a convention, there are plenty of hotels around where these bars are. So I, if he gave a name of a hotel, I would have had a general idea as to where that hotel might have been at. And then it wouldn't have really been an issue. But when he told me he was all the way out in such and such place... I was like, whoo, that's a ways from home. 
Well, not like a serious ways, but for me, it was a ways. It was like a good 25 minute drive. And I was like, mm, I don't know about all that. So he said, I have to leave right now, but meet me at the hotel at such and such time. And I was like, why can't I just leave with you now? He was like, I have to do something beforehand. He was like, but I want you to come by later. And I was like, well, how am I going to get there? I don't drive. He was like, I'll pay for a taxi for you to get there. Now, here's the thing. I've never been in a situation where I took a cab somewhere, let alone have somebody else pay for the cab and I just get in it and then go where I need to go. I had no idea how that was supposed to work. And so on top of that, I was like, I don't want to get stiffed and then have to pay for this cab ride. So I said to him, I was like, I need your phone number. I, I need your verb number. I need the hotel you stay at. I need information because I'm not just going to get in some random cab just to get to you and not know that you really seriously are going to pay. And he was like, I wouldn't do something like that. He was like, I really want you to come over. He was like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. And he was like, I'll let you know when I'm finished doing what I'm doing. I'll call you or the phone so I was like okay I'm like do you have like a, a time estimate he was like I'll call you like around 11 11 30 at the latest and so right now it was about 10 something at the time no it was like about 10 o'clock at the time 10 15 maybe and so I was like, how you gonna get from here to there that fast and do whatever it is you need to do? He was like, trust me, it, it's not something that's going to take long, but I would rather go ahead and get it out of the way before you come over. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I was very uneasy about this. I, I really was, to be honest. I'm like, this is a really sketchy situation. What should I do? Now here is, and I still can't explain the, how this even happened, but this is just how it was. So I, I decided to leave early and I was really hungry. And so I said, it would be in my best interest to go get something to eat before I wait on his call or whatever. I knew where the hotel was but I was like trying to get there on my own I'm trying to figure out what would be the most cost effective way to do this and so I really whatever it was I decided to do I really just didn't feel comfortable waiting on him to tell me that he's gonna pay for a cab again I didn't know how that worked and so it was wild so I go in 7-Eleven to get something to eat and I'm just standing there doing something on my phone and I guess I looked like I was waiting for something. Here this random black guy comes out of nowhere. I guess he was in 7-Eleven or whatever. And he comes over to me and he starts flirting with me and I really wasn't like trying to bother with him for real. I was in my zone trying to 
you know, figure all of this out. So I really didn't need any distractions. And so he was like, you look like you waited for something. Do you need a ride somewhere? I don't know what possessed him to ask me that specifically. But I found it really ironic that that's what he asked me. And I say to myself, what do I say? Do I say, yeah, I need a ride somewhere and tell him about the situation? Or do I just ignore him, tell him that I'm fine and figure this out on my own? And so I guess he could pick up the hesitation. It was like, where are you trying to go? And so I figured, let me just press the issue, just see what he'll say. I said, I need to go out such and such place. He was like, oh, for real? I'm, I'm headed that way too. I was like, really? He was like, yeah. He was like, I can take you there. It ain't no problem. I was like, well, I don't have a whole lot of cash on me. I'm like, I can at least give you like 10 bucks. He was like, oh, that's, that's perfectly fine. He said, I wasn't going to even ask you for anything. He was like, but $10 is fine. Sure. I'll, I'll take you where you need to go. And so I was like, yes, because <laughs> this was going to be a much cheaper option to do this instead of a cab. I already knew that that was probably going to be about $30 and I wasn't going to spend all of the money that I had trying to get to this guy. And I don't even really know him that well. That just was out of the question. And so I'm like, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll hitch a ride to you for about 10 bucks. Cool. No problem. So I get in the car and even still, this was a situation where I don't know this guy very well. We could be driving anywhere. It, it still didn't alleviate the fact that this was a situation that will require you to still be alert with what was going on. But at this case, I was a little more focused on just getting what I wanted accomplished at this point. And so we're driving. It's really quiet. He's asking me all of these questions and I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable because I feel like I'm being interrogated. And so I'm, you know, making up things as I go along. I didn't even tell him my real name. I gave him a fake name and everything. Like it, it was just ridiculous what was going on. And he made about two pit stops. And I'm just like, what is he making pit stops for? Like, I have somewhere to go. And so I'm texting this guy, letting him know I found a way to get to him. And he was like, oh, that's crazy. Because I was just about to call you. He was like, how are you getting over here? I was like, don't worry about it. Just meet me at the lobby when I tell you that I'm there. He said, all right, cool. So... The thing was, even though I told him that I was giving him $10, this new guy was going to be the one paying for this, not me. And so, it's, I mean, I had the cash to give to him myself, but again, since he offered to pay for a cab, then he surely would have money to pay this guy for bringing me all the way here. So... I told him, I was like, okay, I came here to meet, you know, this guy, blah, 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 blah. And I said, he's going to be the one to pay you. He's just got to come back down from his room to the lobby and I'll hand you the money. So he was like, 
Okay, cool. So we wait for dude comes out, gives him the money, and we we walk into the uh, hotel together. And he gives me this look, and I'm like, "What are you looking at me like that for?" He said, "How did you manage to get a ride all the way from the bar to up here for ten dollars? What did you do?" And I'm like. I didn't do anything. It was just a matter of coincidence that we happened to be going to the same place. He asked me if I needed a ride. I told him I was coming here. It's as simple as that. And so, in case you didn't pick up on his question, what he was implying was that I probably did some kind of sexual favor to get him to bring me to this hotel for such a cheap price. And I'm like... I don't need to do all of that. I was like, he was literally just being nice. And I'm like, and you ought to be grateful that this worked out the way that it did because that saved you money and that saved me a lot of time. And he was like, you're right. I didn't even look at it that way. And so we go up to his room. We have sex. We have a good time. It was a, a pleasurable experience. And so we we used a condom and all of that other kind of thing. But I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? He was like, actually, he was like, that may or may not be our last day being in town. He was like, but I have to get up really early in the morning. And so I so that meant that I couldn't stay the night. And I was like, I did all of this and I can't even stay the night. He was like, trust me, I I would love you to. He was like, I would love to have you here all weekend if I could. He was like, but just given the nature of all the stuff that we got to do while we're here, it's not really possible. He said, I'm just grateful that you came tonight. So I was like, okay, cool, or whatever have you. And I had his number again. I had all his information and so after that I never heard from him again even to this day I never heard from him and it was really crazy because it's like things worked out so well to his benefit to the point where it was ridiculous that any other time that wouldn't have worked out like that period there have been times where I needed to get a ride home from the club and things wouldn't have worked out like that. I would have either had to worst case scenario walk home or catch the bus home. You know, it, it had it was usually going to be one or the other. But for a guy to just randomly ask me if I needed to go somewhere and on top of that be going to the same place I'm going, I'm just like you are so lucky that that worked out. And so those are the story times that I have for you. The, the lesson that I'd say from that is sometimes you really have to be suspicious about what people say they're going to do. And when it comes to money, quite honestly, it's like you have to have very little trust um, with people. And it's like if they can prove to you that they are going to do what they say by like showing you text messages or, or just 
something give you some kind of um not comfort it's another word but if, if they can give you some type of leverage to have on them so that you can hold them accountable for what they say then they're really just gonna stiff you and you don't want to be put in a position where it's like you're either stranded somewhere or you're stuck with having to pay a bill or even worse situation where you might get kidnapped there are lots of things that could happen like this situation could have gone all bad i admit that and looking back at it now i realize how crazy it was and so that's why i do strongly advocate for people to not do this whole you know what i stand thing because you really don't know how situations can end up. It can start off all innocent and you think something's going to happen one way and then it can do a complete 360 on you and these can be very dangerous situations. The truth is, is that, you know, people don't want to talk about the reality of things because they don't want to de deter people from doing the behavior. But the fact is, is that you know, it's really risky behavior. Sometimes, you know, people don't want you to use um, protection when having sex. You know, this this guy from Colorado, he didn't want to use a condom. And so I was just like, yeah, we'll use it, you know, but I'm like, but what's the harm, you know, of, of using one? It's like, why do we have to even have this debate about it? And he was like, again, like like I said in another episode about all the excuses that a guy will come up with sure enough he said something along the lines of oh well it'll feel better without it and I'm just like you don't even know me like why are you so comfortable doing all of these things and you don't know me and I know that's to my benefit but again just realistically you you can't be that naive you can't be that gullible like that can really again turn out to be a really bad situation now some people have the social wherewithal to know how to navigate a situations like that they know how to talk to people they know how to say the right thing in the right situation they know how to weasel their way out of stuff but for people who really don't have experience doing any of these things, it's like, I would rather you just avoid it altogether. Just seriously, it, it would be too much trouble that it's worth. And it's like, I was at a point in my life in like 2016 and 2017 where those were like some of the worst years of my life. Well, really, honestly, from 2014 to 2017 were like the worst years of my life. Any and everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And I just was at a place where I really didn't care about too much. I really didn't care about myself too much or what happened to me. I just sort of was doing whatever. And this was, mind you, to my old standard. I hold myself on a very very high standard and so for me there were things that i just had to take a step back and be like okay you need to chill now to other people 
what I was doing really wasn't even that bad. It wasn't even that extreme or, you know, I'm just being dramatic. But seriously, I know myself. It's like I was eventually going to get to a point where I was going to low key start getting really reckless. And I would have, you know, really just had myself to blame for that, especially knowing better and then doing something else. And so lucky for me, that was a time where it just happened to work out. But I conclude with this. What I stand culture is really interesting because depending on who you are is really going to influence the kind of experiences you'll have. You know, it's different for males and females. It's different for different ethnic groups of people, different religious groups. I mean, all of those are going to be factors. And for me, being, you know, a black woman, it's like I felt like in a certain way, I didn't have as much control in situations as I thought I did. It's like, yeah, I can be the nice girl, get a guy to like me, but still that doesn't mean that he can't switch up. And it's just really dangerous when a guy switches up on you because that's when things can get physical. It's like, what if any of these guys decided to try to harm me in any kind of way? Nobody would know anything. My friends wouldn't have known that I went off with these guys. They didn't. They wouldn't have known where I was who I was with, what happened, nobody would have known anything. So I wouldn't even be able to get help if I needed to. And so that's why I say these situations can potentially be really, really dangerous. Um, I, I think about too with college and how there were so many people doing some crazy things and they were mainly doing it like off off campus but some things were happening on campus as well that the RAs were trying to keep hush hush but a lot of things were going on where you know people had no business mixing up with other people and, and then things were going down it can be really serious and nobody's really talking about the ugly side of it I mean yeah it's like you're single, you're not in a relationship, you can do what you want, you can have sex with who you want, you're not hurting anybody, and you're not cheating. Okay, fine, whatever. But at the end of the day, how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel after you have these experiences is really what matters. And sometimes you may feel a little dirty, you may feel a little disgusted, or you may feel like it's too much trouble to go through. And it's like, it, it, it just becomes a habit to the point where it makes you change a little bit and it can potentially not be good. It, it takes time to find the right person to be in a relationship with. It, it takes diligence. It takes trial and error. A lot of things are not going to go your way and you just have to accept that. And sex isn't the answer though you know you may think that that's what you want but it's such a temporary feeling to the point where it can't possibly substitute anything else and like I said before people are going to have different physical attributes to offer when it comes to sex 
and so your experience with everyone is going to be different and so it's like to have everything based on a feeling that fluctuates so much it's just unrealistic it's like trying to move into an apartment that you know has a high rent but the type of job you have is on call so you work where they need you so your income can be really really good or really really bad for that month it just really all depends but yet in, in any case you still got this rent to pay and so it's it's almost like that where you're in a situation where it's like you know ultimately you want to be in a relationship and you want to just be with one person but things are happening and with the types of people that you're meeting it's not really conducive to that goal and so you may find yourself being like you know what i'm just gonna you know be free i'm gonna meet people i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna have sex i'm not really gonna care we're knowing good and well you do and so it's like be yourself don't try to be somebody that you're not because you may have luck being successful with this now but it's like what if something happens down the line where <laughs> things aren't going to be so good and what are you going to do then so really like i said it it, it has potential to not be all bad but if you really don't know what you're doing don't do it that concludes today's episode i hope you enjoyed it i hope it was entertaining for you like and subscribe on all platforms of the podcast share with your friends support the podcast and thank you for tuning in thank you for listening and i will see you in my next one bye bye and so long